All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckstables? What the fuckerians? A guy in Vancouver just told me that. What the fuckinucks? How about that? I'm in Vancouver. I should use it. This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. Welcome to the show. Keenan Thompson from SNL on the show today. Talked to him when I was in New York City. We had a nice time chatting in my hotel room. I was showing him some videos. You'll hear all about it. Also on the show today, uh, John Worcester and Tom Sharpling. Stop by the garage to uh, to chit-chat about stuff that Tom's got going on, that John's got going on, stuff they got going on together. Always fun to talk to radio professionals in the garage. So I left Seattle this morning. I opted not to fly, decided to take the train up because it was pretty. So I get done with signing and meet and greet and hanging out in Seattle at 12, 31 o'clock. Got to get up at 6 to get in a cab at 7 to get to the train station, to get online, to get my seat assignment with Ashley Barnhill, who's also uh, traveling with me. She's opening for me, doing a great job. So we're up early. The Amtrak from from Seattle all the way to Vancouver, which I heard was beautiful. And really, how much time are you saving? It's about the same, right? It's about the same as driving to the airport in Seattle, getting on a Canadian flight where you got to wait, get there a little earlier to go through customs to deal with that thing, then fly up, then get a cab from the Vancouver airport to the hotel. I mean, that's got to take four hours, right? So why not just take the train? Well, I'll tell you why. Because an hour into a train ride, you're just sitting on a train. So it's a different type of four hours. Was it relaxing? Maybe. Couldn't really sleep. Sat in the dining car, watched the water, saw some bald eagles. That was pretty cool. You know what? Now I'm talking myself into it being an amazing experience. I saw the national bird sitting on a, on a log, the top of a log dug into the water, making his nest or just sitting in his nest. There, There's plenty around now, apparently. I don't think they're endangered anymore. I don't know. All I know is I think that's only the second time in my life I've seen a bald eagle. For some reason, when you grow up with a bald eagle as an American, you think they're going to be the size of pterodactyls. But they're not. They're just birds. They're just little birds. They're not even that huge. I thought it was going to be huge. Maybe it was a baby bald eagle. Maybe it's just an indicator. Maybe just bald eagles are smaller now because our national identity has gotten somewhat insecure and they're just adapting in that way. Who knew evolution would make national symbols that are animals adapt to the emotional climate of the country itself? That's right, the bald eagle, smaller in stature than it used to be, looking slightly aggravated and confused. Huh, that seems crazy, but is it possible? Maybe it's possible. I was heckled by a baby tonight. Yeah, maybe I'll tell you about that in a second. God, I wish I had some healthy snacks. I just had a Japa dog. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. It sounds slightly racially provocative. But I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, Japa Dog. And I ate that after I did my show at the Vogue Theater here in Vancouver. And something happened. Something happened. Okay, I'm doing my show. I'm doing it. It's a nice big room. We got about 900 plus people in there at the Vogue. And somewhere uh, during the first 20, 25 minutes of my set, a woman had made her way to the front row with an infant an infant in her arms, an infant. Okay, it's all ages up here. I get it. I ran into a family on the street, nice looking couple with their two teenage kids. 
They said, we're all coming to see you. And I just felt so bad because they look like a nice, healthy, progressive family. They seem like nice people. And I'm thinking to myself, my, I get pretty filthy at the end. Not gratuitously filthy. Maybe it's gratuitous. Is any filth necessary? I feel like it is these days. And they've got these teenagers there because it's all ages. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to accommodate them? Because I, I spent like an hour going like, what, what am I going to do? They seem like nice people. I know I'm going to blow that you know, little kid's mind that it's a teenage boy and a teenage girl. They got to hear that shit from me first about uh, orgasms and masturbating and having sex and yeah I, they got to hear that i'm sure that, like maybe i'm flattering myself maybe they know but do they got to hear about that in front of their parents and have that weird awkward fan like i i experienced true empathy and i considered changing my set just to not put those parents through that but then again they brought them sometimes i'm filthy mark filthy mark is happening on the road at the end of the set filthy mark is speaking up he's in there He's always in there. He's been in there forever. He used to talk more when he was younger. But you can watch my comedy. I don't stray away from it. There's always a little honest filth in there. But that was on my mind. And I'm going through the set, and I bring that up at the beginning of the set, and I'm nervous about that. And then out of nowhere, a fucking baby. There's a baby up front. So I'm, I'm like, look at this woman. I'm like, what? what is happening? And the audience is laughing. They're teetering. They're tittering, tittering uncomfortably just to see me talk to a baby from the stage, a fucking baby. And I, I busted the baby's balls a little bit, but, you know, baby can take it. Mom seemed to take it. I didn't know what else to do. Then part of me was like, is that my baby? Is that why she's here? I would remember that kid's only 18 months old. That means that whatever would have went down would have went down like two years ago. I would, I would not forget that. Not, that was not the case. I wasn't doing that then. Eventually, you know, the kids started gurgling and making noises. And, nah, baby, cat, bah, ah, bah, ah. You know, like, in the, whatever. So she finally moves. And I'm like, all right, that's done. And then it's just in the back. I just hear, I don't think those are really baby noises. Kind of, like. Yeah, I'm just here in the back. So now I'm like being heckled by a baby. Never happened before. But, you know, strangely, on a metaphorical level, they all hecklers are babies. So that was the first for me. Heckled by a baby. And, you know, babies are always going to win. I tried to ride the line. I have no idea what that family, how they fared. I don't know if it was a good idea to bring a baby to my show. What do we, you know, parents are like, no, he doesn't know anything. Of course we feel and know everything. 18 months, it's all coming in. You're wiring the machine. The The board is being loaded. The kid's going to end up in therapy at 20 going like, I, I don't know what it is. There was just a, it's loud. I, I just have a memory of a loud man, a needy, loud man, amplified. And I didn't know how to handle it. It causes me anxiety. I just helped create a an anxiety-ridden adult. That's how I'm going to flatter myself with this. That's the impact I had. Look, Tom Sharpling is a dear friend of mine and a friend of the show, John Worcester, as well. Of course, you can hear them at thebestshow.net live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, or you can get the podcast of The Best Show. And now their box set, The Best of The Best Show, is available at numerogroup.com and in record stores everywhere. Tomorrow, big box set, beautiful 
Great record label, Numero Group. So happy for Tom and John. I was happy to talk to him back in the garage. Enjoy. Worcester. Worcester, yes. Sharpling. Tom. Sharpling. You guys aren't out here for any reason, usually? No, rarely together. What What are you doing here together? We're 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 pimping this this nine pound behemoth. I was very excited that the guy from yeah I don't know who it was but it was somebody nearby I guess because they gave me an unwrapped one. This was somebody someone had this at home. Someone made a call yep. and said, "Can you get that over to Marin in Highland Park? The best of the best show." Someone said Numero's good label. Yeah, they said Mark didn't get his. Go give him yours. <laughs> exactly, and, and I got to, it. Yeah, it's a, it's monstrous. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like it's big. Oh, I don't mean, and it's monstrous. Yeah. I would agree, it's monstrous. And it's, you, oh, it's a, like these are all the real people on. Yeah, front. those are all the characters on the front. They're and all the different characters. That's the guide, and there's the. Oh, and there's a nice book. Look at, at that. that book we made. Oh my god! And there's a picture of you and your classic stances. There's me <laughs> There's not you. being able to look at the camera. And holding your face. Holding my face like I'm... And John's just wide open John, in the bearded version. Yes. Ch- chilled out and confused. The bearded version, John. Yes. No glasses. Yeah. And, I, and if you look on, on that backpack there, I have a spare shirt in case I sweat through the one I'm wearing. Do you, is that you, something... You got to do that. You got backup shirts? I do. For yeah. photo shoots or for life? For life. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a backup shirt in my car. <laughs> I have that shirt that I'm wearing in that picture as a backup in my car. I right just now. go ahead and let the sweat happen. I can't help yeah. it. I can't help Me it. Too. You were sweater know. too? Oh my Horrible. god. It's over thirty degrees. That's why I love <laughs> when when I did the when we did the 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 live WTF at the Bell House, yeah. I was like and everybody they were like everybody air conditioner is broken. It's hot in here. I was like, thank Christ. Because I was going to sweat if it was 45 <laughs> degrees in there. And at least now everybody's sweating. Like, And then I'm just like, can you believe it's, the air conditioner is broken? Look at me. I'm the, co- covered in sweat. The great equalizer. Yeah, yeah, I would have been soaking wet no matter what. Tom the, doesn't have to look like the only wet guy. Sometimes it looks like a bucket of water got dumped on my head. Oh, like, me too. Yeah, it's, like, it's gotten better for reasons I don't understand. Like, I used to be embarrassingly sweaty. Tom, mm-hmm. Tom doesn't drink, but yeah. I, I noticed when I stopped drinking, yeah. I sweated way less. Is that true? And to this day, like, I, I wear this this coat because I, I have pockets that I need, and I it holds things, mm-hmm. and I should be sweating, Yeah, but I, I'm not. That's, I, well, I, I stay cool somehow. To me, the worst would be going into some sort of, like, pitch meeting and i'd be in the lobby and then they would bring like what kind of water do you want to be like and they'd bring like a cold water that would be enough to throw the the equal <laughs> my equilibrium off just i'm i'm at room temperature and then the cold water suddenly sweat like no no and the thing is like i'm not nervous but my body my is bo- betraying me why are you doing this to me and i'd be body. in the room and one time I said, one time I was covered in sweat. It was so embarrassing. And I said to them, this is, uh, this is not sweat. This is excitement juice. That's great. <laughs> Do you and remember one what, time you were covered? What, what look did you get then? Then they went, oh, and then did not buy whatever buy. I yeah, was. Yeah. They're not going to buy anything from this sweaty animal. <laughs> Do you, was, do you remember on one of the rare occasions you and I pitched something together out here, seconds before we went into the meeting, you, you somehow someone bumped into you and ca- scalding coffee went all over you. I, I mean, it's, even, 
to the I, point where it, you couldn't walk like, for a little oh, bit. I do remember that yes. now. That was a play. It was like down on Melrose yes, or something. Yeah. And I guess before you went in, before we went seconds in, seconds before somebody, somebody jostled me yes. and I got like scalded. I do remember that yeah. now. That was. But you're on adrenaline, so you're yeah. you don't feel the the yeah. scald until yeah, later. So you're just like. So anyway, the story is about a guy. I'm like, meanwhile, blisters are bubbling up on my all across my arm. Did you go in with the stained shirt, or did you have a backup? Oh, we shirt were on? we were walking into the it room. Was, yeah, oh, we were so in route. So you oh, was damage was, control on the way. Yeah, it was You're like, like, you okay, man? Are you okay? Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, good. I'm not good. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. Well, for people who don't uh, know the best show. And this, like, I was surprised. I was surprised to open the box, and there's, there's not records. It's actually CDs. It's a nice. It's a beautiful. You get a book, well, and you get a. T- what's on the cassette tape? That I, is, I, I believe it's everything that's on the CDs. the CDs and four extra hours. Oh, this isn't a cassette tape. It's a USB. It's a USB. It's a USB. It's a, isn't that fun? Flash drive. Isn't that fun? Yes. And you plug that plug, in, and it's all on there. You yep. dump so it all. Is, and more on your computer, so and then you get like, it all. and another yeah. four hours. What's in this this consolidated a, cardboard envelope? Poster and a, there's a poster some, in here. There's some temporary tattoos. This is like this is more fun than getting a a, a box game when you're a child. Yes, yeah, when this you, is a box game for a grown up. It kind of we we kept piling on where where Numero Group was so awesome where they were just like, so what? How many CDs do you guys want to do here? And we're just like. Uh, and I was like ten too we're much. Like 10, and then we're just like they're like, well, we could do more than ten, and then we're like, okay, twelve, and then it got to like where sixteen was just like, all right, anything past sixteen feels like it's like sixteen is already the most gaudy. How many are in there? Sixteen. There's sixteen CDs. Yeah, yeah. But um, anything more than that would feel like you're just like, all right, this is this feels like homework. I don't want anything to do with this box. But how many shows did you have you done total? You know, uh, uh, Tom. Well, I, I think. I think at some point what are you drawing from we did the 500th show about with with a year to go was that what it was yeah on on WFMU it was it was pretty much I think we and we ended up around six we 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 left at with about 600 shows so that's a three-hour show that's a three-hour show yeah so so 1800 hours pretty much yeah and with other things somebody did the math on it and it was you can say it was about 2,000 hours with other shows going longer and this and that and but on 16 CDs, you knew at least, you know, 12 CDs worth of bits. You're like, those are the bits that we're going to put on here. And then you had to search for like what? Another it was, four no, CDs? No, it, it was, it was, uh, it was shocking. Cause it, it was culling. We had to, we had to cut things. Yeah. And to get to the 16. When we find, when we, when Numero Group was like, yeah, will you do this? You do this box. And we're just like, we're in, let's do it. And then. John and I start talking. We're just like, well, look, this one call that put that one down, like chisel that one. Run. That one is a grand slam. <laughs> and then we went back and listened to it. It's like, oh, that one was not so good. Hey, uh, like, did, <laughs> did, did you think that was funny? Yeah. It's like, like those first calls were just like, yeah, remember that one that we was just, we, I would have bet my life savings would have made the box. It's just like, it's just okay and is this did we just make things that are just okay? and it suddenly was like there were a couple panic. just okay ones in a row yeah. and that was like that was panic. bad footing to get off oh, on. it was like oh my god did we <laughs> did we just do this like subpar thing for 15 years <laughs> and, like, and then thankfully one yeah. that was countered by one that we had forgotten yeah. about that was like oh we didn't even i couldn't even remember doing this one and it was oh that was really funny so it it, they, it balanced out ultimately but at first there was like a 
full on panic of just like. So, so what we're talking about here, like for people who don't know the show, this is like a, a history in radio. This is one of the great comedy teams of uh, of radio. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I think it should be seen as that. That like if if people are like uh, the best show on WFMU no longer exists there, but it lives. The best show dot net's where the new version of this the show is a live show. I'm I'm talking. I'm not going to preach to the converted fellas. Right. I'm going to convert some people. I, That's we, what we, we need, need. it. Yeah. Like these guys, these two fellas. You know, Bob and Ray. Yeah. Burns and Allen. Yeah. Uh, you know those kind of people. Yeah. Allen and Rossi. <laughs> Allen and Rossi. Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. Remember. Mar- you you had Marty Allen in? Where, where did you do that? I did, right here. He was here? He was here. He was How here. old is Marty 94 Allen? 94 or wow. something. That's, that's He's good. The hair is still on top. Is the hair? Is I it, don't know what it is. Think about- I can't tell you what it is. And this is no offense to any of, any of you or me or whatever any of us do, but you think about a guy from old showbiz- Who's just like he's used to? He's used to just things being done. It's like yes, we're going up to thir- yeah. the Rockefeller Center. It's where this radio sure. program is going to take. And suddenly, he's ninety now, and he's like, it's in this, yeah, garage. I, I what am th- I? Yeah, I don't think they know though. I th- I, th- I think they're very happy to be out and about. And I say I don't mean to be generalizing about the elderly, but the ones that still have their. Uh, you know their uh, their minds. Faculties. Yeah, I mean, like I had Norman Lear up here. He's ninety two. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like you know sharp as a bell. He enjoyed coming over. Yeah, he is. He's on it. That guy. Yeah, I just feel like my home is tiny. Like I like sometimes I get embarrassed. Like you know, this is the whole home. This is it. And uh, I don't know that they're used to that. That's what, like yeah. in my mind. It's sort of like I'm okay. I'm making a living. That's all I've ever wanted yeah. from right, stuff. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Cover. <laughs> cover my bills yeah. and let this be my my employment right right that's that's it let's how what would you say how many characters total john gosh um have you ever counted someone no, must have. I, I, it, it's it's probably in the hundreds uh, at least 200 or so sure i think he, he's i would say it's got it's yeah it's well over 100 probably come yeah. up on 200 and I, I honestly don't know how many are represented in this box there are there are several key recurring characters that 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 we needed represented <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure if there are 200 on the box but there's at least 200 that we've done over the years a lot of them mm-hmm. are one-offs how many tell me how the uh like tom explained to me off mic a little bit how the live shows do you have more of those we will do more we don't have any on is the... that f- phenomenal that you can do that it's crazy we it's we had no idea uh, what they were going to be like or if we had written the the show but we had never timed it really until we we actually did the first show at the Bell House. When you say you written it, did you, did you just you just do beats or do you actually script it? We pretty it was pretty scripted. Oh there, yeah, there was room for improv and how, yeah. How many characters things. in the show? Like five, maybe F- five characters that I did. Tom was himself, and and uh, he he'd have to fill space when I was off changing, uh-huh. like just doing a mar- like a, a, a quick yeah. And people would and, throw and, you, on. and you guys are sitting. No, we're standing and stalking the stage. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, it was nuts. I went down to, down to North Carolina, and we're like, all right, let's, let's figure the show out. These shows have sold out. We, yeah. we should write it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should write it now. So, we went down. I went down. We're working on it. Yeah. And we're just like, all right, this is funny. It's funny. And we kept like rewriting it and trying to get get things yeah. to have more payoff and more. And then we're like, I 
then the the day came when it's like we're just like well uh let's i hope this times out correctly because this could either be 20 minutes of show that'll go so fast or we maybe wrote three and a half hours of yeah. show no and we're gonna have to cut two-thirds of it yeah. when we're inside like we just were like because we if we were doing this on the radio just the the gut for having done so many of these calls we would know how they would play out right. and that's kind of what got us through for it too it's like we were doing exactly what we've done for for 20 almost 20 years at this point just in front of people in a more condensed manner right but laughter makes a lot of difference time wise oh yeah, yeah. and which we've never had to contend with it's always no. just been the, the two of us doing it on the radio kind of in a vacuum so how did it time out I think the first show was maybe 90 minutes. That's good. Or so. Yeah. But we had a second one right after. Yeah. So I think we probably cut down a little bit of the first one the, yeah, we, the we, next night. Maybe. We, we were able to ditch like 10 minutes from that one. And then yeah. we were. How did it feel to repeat? Like have an act? It was. It felt very traditional in a, in a yeah. show business way. Like when you hear about like martin and lewis doing 15 shows a day in mm -hmm. Times square whenever they're doing it, it's like they was just gone and we do the thing then the thing goes to the other thing then the thing goes to the other thing you do the song i do the record right. routine right like come the, in a little quicker on that one yeah mm -hmm. come in and, a little quicker and then we do a thing together and then we're out like that's it didn't it, it to it me felt it felt a lot like that it felt very old show business that we we weren't we were doing a thing together that had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and we were. It was very performative, which is not my natural no, setting. No, this is like you haven't done this before, no. really. Everything I do is there's a. If you add it up, it's like oh, I I do writing, I go on the radio, and I'm interested in and I direct things now. It's like those three. <laughs> the common thing is that you don't see me doing not in any front of, of anybody. <laughs> yes, it just. And you haven't done comedy like like that not before. like that. No, no. So, That's great. And and I I think what what made it work was that we just know each other so well. We know we know, you know how how we work together and our vibe and the beats and everything. So it was it's so natural. Right. It, it was just like doing it on the radio, but in front of people. But I think if the two of us with anybody else, I think we would have been it would have been a different story. Yeah, I love this story. I love the idea of you guys doing this comedy team thing. Especially something because you don't see this anymore, man. Maybe not. Like you, yeah. No, you don't. Like this is like Sloven and Allen would be the last duo right. I can not, think of. Kind that. of, but like even when people do comedy teams, it's not as defined. Like you're the straight guy. Mm -hmm. You're gonna do the this the crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there, like that was that's classic. Well, that is yes, that's that's and, true. And and like that that format, which is you know has been the one, has not really existed. In, in you know most people would do doing something closer to sketch but you're literally like you know it is like alan and rossi in a way i, I think you're probably funnier than than rossi obviously but because you well, have thank you i appreciate <laughs> i'm funnier than steve rossi oh, he said probably <laughs> can i can we put that on the box set maybe we'll get a sticker on there but you know what i'm saying that this yeah. this this like the the idea of a sharpling and worcester like being like this classic almost you even said it the performance element of it you felt like you know you were doing Doing the thing mm -hmm. yeah and you were doing your thing yeah and all the characters are defined yep. did you switch hats yeah i had, I had a lot of hats yeah yep i had a mustache oh really oh yeah that's fucking great dad classic je dad jeans classic yeah. we were doing it like it was 
old timey yeah. showbiz. And in here in the box set, you get sixteen of the classic bits. You get sixty. You get seventy. Sixteen CDs. Sixteen CDs. Sixteen worth. CDs. There's like 70-something bits yeah. in there across 70 the 16 CDs. Four, four hours extra on the USB. Four hours or more. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Fucking classic. And some people are listening to this going like, I don't know these guys. Okay. How how can you not know them? Well, just buy this. Yeah, buy the thing. thing. And Numero's great because they just number things. Number 203. Yep. Yeah. Because some of the numbers, you're like, what the hell is that record? And then you got to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got a box set, of, two box sets from them. And I'm like, don't I don't know what, what they are. What is this? <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. It's great. What, how, like they just decide it's an amazing label. You sort of, there's a theme, but it's, it, the theme is really how cool they put things together. Yes, the packaging. Yeah, when they amazing. were interested in it, we were. I, I, because I've, I've got a lot of records by them, and it was like, I can't think of a label that will do right by this thing mm-hmm. for us in terms of just going as crazy as they did. All right, so this the box is out tomorrow. Yes, yes, and we will it's be very exciting. We will be on um, Seth Meyers. I think I tomorrow, hope. sometime. It might be that day. I think so. I don't believe anything's going to happen. I believe just like, oh, there's a... Oh, you guys are going to be on TV, Tom. You guys are going to be on TV. Can you imagine us on on the couch? Wow. That was a comedy duo. All I can think about. How are you going to handle that? I don't know. We don't know yet. Are you going to perform on Seth Meyers or are you just going to sit? I can tell you now, I'm not performing. <laughs> so that, that that's down to me then. You're, right? no, no, no. You're welcome to perform. He, wait, Tom no. will be on the couch, and I will I will come from the <laughs> audience as the, as as a guy from. No, you got, that's the perfect place to do it. You got to do one of your classic bits. You got to go stand out in front of the audience in the performance area, and do you you, you got to wear whatever you wear, Tom. The 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 old one pol- of my seventy five polo <laughs> shirts yeah, with your polo shirt, yes. and then you decide what's going right? to sweat the least, yeah. and you guys go out there like a fucking uh-huh. legit comedy team right? and do the shtick. Mm-hmm. What shtick are you going to do? I, we don't know yet. We got we got to. Did uh, I talk you into this? You kind of did. You talked me out of it. That's yeah. what you just did. What if you I what if I did it? Well, Let me know how Seth Meyers goes. Yeah. But no, I'll, no. I'll be maybe, watching. Maybe Tom. you should do it where you know, uh, you know, you know, Tom. You come out, right? You both come out, but Tom goes and sits next to Seth, and you go in with a fake mustache. Yeah. You go stand on the spot, the performance spot. Excuse me, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> and and, and, and Tom's like, no, we're not doing. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> and you don't get. It. You stay in character yeah, and, yeah. D- d- against Tom's reluctance. Oh, come on, sir. Yeah, let's go. I'm just trying to talk to the <laughs> nice talk show host. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Just sweat. Yeah. Oh, I'm sweating <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm sweating now. He's sweating thinking. now. I'm talking about this. Yes. I love the idea. I pitched it. I pitched it. Well, I think you should do one of your classic bits. I'm not catching it. I'm not catching that pitch. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Is it too weird? I don't. I, I feel like what we do... You just to said some you did degree bits. needs context. What do you mean? Here's one of the great comedy teams. The, mm-hmm. and then and then Seth holds this box up. That, so he says, 16 CDs of work in here." Yeah, and uh, and many of you may be seeing them for the first time here with their classic plumber sketch. <laughs> See that? Like, what are we supposed to go do? The Susquehanna Hat Company? Like, we don't have like you're, you're doing Niagara Falls. Yeah. They're f- they're forty minutes each, Mark. That's the whole thing. Unless Seth, you could get it down Myers to- would hand us the entire show to do one bit. You could get it down to four and a half. Get yeah. the taste. But that's the well, thing. That one hat. It's not stand up, and that's the tricky part. Where it's yeah. just like when when you're when somebody says to you, it's like. Well, you're going to do five and a half minutes. You know, can you do three and a half? Then you're just like, okay, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Right. And then there's three and a half minutes. If we 
cut the thing. I just don't know. It's it, that part is so yeah. new. And it's weird because this stuff it's still it's not even like it used to be. Like, you know, in the old days when guys had stand-up spots, I think sometimes they were up to 7 minutes right. or 8 minutes. Yeah. And now like it's literally four and a half minutes. So I understand why you might not want to, want to do it that way. It's like you're you punch in, you but punch the, in. But you there's punch no reason he, that John can't come out. Oh, in character. I, look, he John is welcome to do whatever he wants on the thing. Like you I, have the green light. <laughs> uh-huh. Like no, it's like you 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 come out because you're the straight guy. Mm-hmm. So you come out, and he comes out as uh, like which one would be great just on the couch? L- l- limited makeup. I think Philly Boy Roy would be the one. Yes. He's yeah. the guy from Philly that uh, has been pestering Tom for 13 years now. Yes, it's it's a. Uh, straight up Philly middle class dude yeah. who is uh visually striking. He's like the he's like the Ralph Cramden of the show yeah. in a way where he's the He has dreams. So all right, so let's let's try it. So like uh you know, no, it, just, wait, wait, we're gonna okay. just gonna improvise. Okay. Just, you actually right, got you're Seth. I'm Seth, that's right. Uh right now uh, uh, John, 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 John Worcester and, and, and Tom Sharpling are here, but no, we won't do it like it that. It be Tom Sharpling's yeah. here. It's just Tom Sharpling's yeah. here. Tom Sharpling, yes. how, how are you? And, uh, and how, how's, how's it going? Congratulations mm-hmm. on all your success. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Why, thank you, yeah. Seth. Yeah. Gonna, uh, look, this part is going to be troubling enough. If boy. I just went out and talked to him, that would be. <laughs> no, but like, uh, so you, you're, you've got this wonderful box set mm-hmm. uh, of all your work from the. From the <laughs> yeah. And then he would just. Hey, how are you, everybody? Who's yeah. this? Oh, oh, it's Roy. Oh, it's Philly Boy Roy. Has oh my God. Anybody seen my hoagie? <laughs> you, what are you doing here? Hey, Roy. I l- thought I left it backstage. Uh huh. Reese Witherspoon, have you seen my hoagie? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, Reese Witherspoon just left. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> What's this thing you got here? Is that a box set? This is a this is yeah. Tom Sharpling and John Worcester's uh, amazing box set. There's 16 CDs in here, a lot of comedy. Oh my god, the second guy sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, the first guy, not so much. Not so much. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think? How'd that feel? I loved it. Oh, that's. I'm awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna email. We might never in charge there. Maybe we just send this over and lip sync it. <laughs> yeah, send it over to Seth Meyers. We'll just lip sync it. <laughs> so I think okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, go. You, you guys can order this. I guess you could go to Numero Group, right? Mm-hmm. Dot com. And do you? What about on your website? You're gonna have a link to the I'll have thing. A link to it. Yeah. On the the be, what is it now? Bestshow.net. The bestshow.net. And I, I wish you all the success in the world. And I, you know, I'm gonna be listening to it. I'm gonna rip it. I'm going to okay. rip it onto my hard drive. Sure. And then I'm going to take them separately into the car with me. Ooh, it's good driving stuff. Yeah. It's no, I, 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 I feel bad as close as I am with, with Tom yeah. uh, in, in general. And as, you know, I, I enjoy you, but we've hung out a couple of times. We're close now. Well, yeah. That I, I probably don't know most of this, so it's going to be very exciting for me to get into, what is it, like 90 hours? Like, I mean, how... How many? It's should, at least 20 hours, right? 20 hours. It's, yeah, it's 20. But on the flash drive, probably 24 hours. So something like that. Maybe I'll just marathon all it day. Like, all day. Just get a <laughs> pot of down. coffee, sit yeah. down, and go right through it. Just, I'll call you occasionally going, this yeah. one's great. Wait, yeah. How old is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be like, I don't want to hear any more of this. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I heard enough. 24 hours was, that lasted me forever. This went well. It was great. It Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Mark. John. Thank you. Um, good luck with this thing. Thank you. I appreciate it, and we appreciate you having us on. I know it's uh, you don't usually do the. Well, we do. I'm back in here again. We do. I've been in here. Well, no, you did Tim. You did Tim. Then you did Tim and Eric. Right. I heard that one. Right. 
that was like I was oh, yeah was, I didn't know what was going to happen because I like you know Tim I was nervous about Tim and that went pretty good because I didn't know if they were going to fuck with me is this really the kind of people where you're like you know, you're going to fuck with me I love now? how on edge you're like Tim and Eric have been nothing but I just we've known them for a long time yeah. and not even remotely nervous about them but you're just like <laughs> What do you guys do? What are you guys up to? Yeah. What like you're yeah. like what are you, you, you guys are gonna get me somehow? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just felt like that. I don't know, but it turned out well. No, but this was a special thing, and uh, I was excited you guys could come. Yeah, thank you for having us. I appreciate you having us. I hope everyone buys that box set because I need a new gold skidoo. Hear the siren? Like yeah. If, if I was a lesser comic, I would say your ride's here. Get it? Yeah. You're, you're... I like it. Thanks, mom. You ever do that? Have you ever said? <laughs> When somebody makes a sound, somebody says something you're like, "Oh, thanks, mom." Yeah. <laughs> I haven't used that one, but you know, when somebody is sure, like, "Sure, that sure. to me is you the, suck." Thanks, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the different variations of. I don't come down to where you work and like you know. The first time I heard you know, knock the dicks out of your mouth, right I thought there. that was terrific. Here's a funny story. It's not so funny. I met a guy. I'm not going to say his name. A comic, but I, I I can say that like he was uh you know, he was no longer a comic, and you know I knew him back in the day at the comedy store. He was somewhere else, and he had come to a show of mine. He offered to give me a ride, and he's like, "Yeah, I got I'm out of the business." And I'm like, uh, "What happened?" He's like, "Yeah, people kept stealing my fucking jokes." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Like 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 what jokes?" He goes, "Well, you know, you know when you're on stage and you hear the siren, and you say, yeah, uh, my ride's here. Oh, uh, that's mine. This makes me so that's uncomfortable. Mine. That's mine." <laughs> Like, oh this never. There's no way that guy. He no. should have quit because if if yeah. that's what he's carrying with it, even if it was his, yeah. you're gonna have to let that fish go. That's right. Yeah, you take the hook out of its mouth and let it go. That one, it's free. It's free. Free for everybody. Yeah, that's a public domain. Exactly. Retort. It's like Oh Susanna. Yeah. It is <laughs> the Oh Susanna of retorts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Those. Those things. <laughs> oh, that makes my. That makes. The, I get a knot in my stomach you do? when I hear. Why? Because of sadness. Yeah, because of just like of cluelessness of just like, and that that he'll be like staring at the ceiling at four in the morning, being like, like, oh, like how do I get that back? <laughs> how do I get that one back? I got to show them that that was mine. Like, I need to. <laughs> how do I make money off of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do I? I need provenance yeah. on that one. My rides here. I'm gonna trademark it. Yeah, I'm gonna copyright <laughs> my rides here. I think you could do that. I can patent it. Yeah, with if I just give it context. My rides here. Just shirts that say. My ride's here. And then you know he's at the point where he's like, all right, I'm going to be on stage in 20 minutes. Call an ambulance <laughs> and send them to the across the street. Just fake that somebody I gotta got get hurt. My hook in. I yeah. got to get my hook Say in. Say someone's having a heart attack across the street. Yeah. I need that siren. <laughs> yeah, because I'm closing with it tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. mine. Big closing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Numerogroup.com. Is that it? Yes. Yes. For the, uh, the best of the best shows. Beautiful. Get yes. ready. How great is it to hear a couple of guys that are comfortable on mics shooting the shit? Love it. Love it. Tom Sharpling, John Worcester. Pick up that uh, box set, the best of the best show, available at numerogroup.com and in record stores everywhere tomorrow. You know, Keenan Thompson was doing a sketch on SNL and uh, it was a game show. I can't remember. But the answer was the Mark Marin 5. 
I did ask him if he wrote it. But he hung out. We hung out in the hotel room. And uh, the the season finale of SNL with host uh, Louis C.K. and musical guest Rihanna uh, is this Saturday, May 16th. Keenan will be on that, but this is him and I talking in a hotel room at the Bowery Hotel last week. You never did stand up, though, right? Not really. I no. do these college gigs where I stand up for an hour. So you, I've never done like the clubs. You're, you're riding that. Uh, you know, it's like these on I'm riding that wave. I go through the entire wave, like fucking <laughs> Mighty Ducks, Nickelodeon. We go down the whole row. Right, then, but like when you go out to colleges, <laughs> what do you do? I talk about my uh, experiences thus far, like oh, so with it's not a Mighty Ducks show. and stuff like that. Oh, you go through your life. Yeah, so I don't have of, like observances necessarily. I just go through like oh, so funny just, stories. Oh, okay. Ish. And you do it on stage as a solo performance. Yeah. It's so is it is it billed as like a stand up show or just sort of like uh, it's billed as like an evening with Keenan. <laughs> an evening with Keenan. <laughs> yeah. Watch him reflect. Yeah. Oh, the day. And then I do like a half an hour Q and A, and that's when it gets fun because it always changes. Those are the best Q and As are the best. I it's love the best. doing Q and As. Yeah. So wait, so which Mighty Ducks were you in? Two and three. You know, because I uh, I know Steve Brill. Do you? Yeah. I love Steve. I was in two. Where? When? What? Were you a duck? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you were in two? I got cut out of two, I think. You got cut out of two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, the scene was you guys are wandering around Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you walk up to a valet <laughs> and you ask a question and I yell. And then, like, Fuck, man. like I basically say, you got to know someone to get get into anywhere in this town or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, right. So you remember shooting that though? Or did I, yeah, it get I cut shot it. We shot it. No, no, I shot it. With I shot us? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, you were man. all there. The guy with the cowboy hat. Yeah, and, yeah. I totally remember that. <laughs> and it got cut from the final cut, but there was a moment there where Steve pulled me aside and he goes, "You have to <laughs> take down the anger. You're scaring the ducks." <laughs> Holy shit, Mark Marin got cut out of ducks too. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What kind of world do we live in? I was not expecting that. That was like my first anything. I was the first big 15 movie. 15 year old kid, yeah. I've never been to like LA and all that. So, so how'd you get from there to there? Where'd you grow up? I'm from Atlanta. And oh, really? I just auditioned for like mad shit in Atlanta. And then, like, um, I was on this kids' news show. And like, in the Atlanta? first movie I would critique, I was a movie critic. On the kids' news show, yeah, in Atlanta T- on TBS, yeah, yeah, okay, so that right, yeah, and uh, the first movie I critiqued was the first Mighty Ducks, and I like interviewed a couple of the kids from the movie that like came to Atlanta and like were promoting and shit, and then like a year later I got to audition for the second one, and I just auditioned my fucking way in there. So, how old were you when you started doing the kids' movie show? Thirteenish. How did that? How did that start? Like, what kind of? What? Where? What part of? Uh, I just was you? already auditioning for all kinds of. And shit. And your parents like, were just into it. They had my brother and I into it, like theater and theater class. Oh, they got you guys like into it. Yeah. Oh, they were like, yeah. "This is our, this is our ticket." <laughs> well, it's going to be something. It's going to be that football, baseball, oh, really? and everything else. But you know that too. Just yeah. Lots of shit. Piano, oh, really? Yeah. Piano. So they were. Uh, well, that was. That's nice to have that kind of encouragement. We were definitely encouraged to do. Things other than fucking being Nothing. street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, where, where'd you grow up in Atlanta? In College Park, like where the airport is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And wh- how many siblings you got? I have an older brother and a younger sister. What's he up to? 
He is uh, entrepreneuring. Like, he's just kind of, like, had an oil change place for a while. And then he had a liquor store for a while. Oh, yeah? Yeah, now he's trying to, like, get an Uber fleet going in Atlanta and shit. Uber fleet? Yeah. So he's working the angles. Yeah, exactly. He does all right, though? He's working, like, a few different angles. Yeah, he does, like, fucking computer inputting for, like, medical files, like, digitizing medical files and shit like that. He's, like, he can do a lot of different things. Don't you isn't weird when people tell you that they do that shit, and you're like, what does that even mean? Right. It's How, just a bunch of, like, what, what, do you jargon, sit? in my opinion. That, I like the <laughs> yeah. word jargon. Yeah, I'm yeah. Go just weird names of things. Yeah, I mean, just input this into that, and, he and does that's that. a job. And he says, what she do? She is uh, a aspiring uh, music person. She oh, yeah? She to sing and like write songs and shit She like got that. the voice? She does have the voice. And what, your folks still around? My folks are still around. My dad is retired, like mechanic and like real estate kind of guy. Really? He can take yeah. apart a car? Just bare hands. He's really? He's a bare hander. Really? A yeah, him and, my, him and my dad, him and my brother had the oil change place together. That's a that's a good CD name, Aaron Hander. Yeah, and my mom's still nursing. She's a nurse, an yeah. anesthetist. So are they like thrilled at your uh, uh, your trajectory, your success? Yeah, I mean my mom for sure because she was the one like always taking me to the auditions and shit. You know what I mean? Hours right. and hours and hours. She even like worked at the theater school. So I could like take classes for a discount and shit, like answering phones and shit. So like that. So you were in the theater school when you were like, how old did that start? That started young, like yeah. eightish, seven. So that was the thing. They. It's been my thing, yeah. But was it something you decided, or they put it in your head? It's something I always enjoyed doing, yeah. and it just became a thing once it started. I was like, oh, we can make money at this. And I was like, holy shit! I did this one commercial, and they paid me like eight hundred dollars, and I thought that was like a fucking big deal, right? Because it was for a. 13 year old what was that commercial for uh lee's famous country recipe chicken yeah it was a fried chicken uh (laughs) place that wasn't even in atlanta so i never saw the commercial they were in like tennessee and like alabama and Uh florida but not in atlanta it was a a regional chain yeah but not so regional to where i could see right (laughs) what i had done i still never what you had done what did you do i fucking was fishing with my grandpa And I took a, I was, I say, Grandpa, the fish aren't biting. Yeah. And then he hands me a piece of chicken, and I take a big old bite, and I say, I like this kind of biting. So that's what I did, and I'm proud of it. Are you? <laughs> yeah. We got to start somewhere. <laughs> that's one of the best stories. It was like my first, like, uh, real check, and I was, like, really impressed by that. But You, you got to get that yeah. footage. I mean, just. Right? You're going to reach out. The internet will find it so for good. you. So the internet. Good. I was so confused. Like, fake grandparent. It was just a weird thing. I'd never done anything. Were like you that confused before. initially? Yeah, because it was like this. There's older guy who was like an actor too, and I right. didn't really like understand that terminology, like right, what right. it means to be an actor. Right. He had like the fucking sailor hat on. He was a weird dude. Oh really? <laughs> but he was like a real actor. So did he act completely different and just? I don't even think he was that much of an actor. I think he was just an older black dude <laughs> who got the gig. Who <laughs> yeah, knew Lee? Who got the gig. <laughs> You yeah. got him for chi- they got him for chicken that yeah, guy. Yeah, because he didn't really even talk. He just looked at me like <laughs> he had no after lines. I said no, no lines, just a look. Where do you go from there, man? I mean, what happened next? They got Lee's chicken, and they followed that up with. I did like mad auditions for like all kind of commercials, like Publix, Sonic. Did you get the commercials? Did you do a lot of I commercial? did a Publix commercial and a Sonic commercial. Sonic commercial. Just being a kid. In Publix, I was one of the workers who would help. Like, 
the people that shop there with anything. So right. we were like changing a tire, basically. Uh-huh. And in the Sonic one, I think we were like just eating burgers or something. Sure. Yeah. Whatever came through Atlanta, basically, right. is what it was. And how? And you, for the gig on the movie critic show. Now, what kind of movies? What What was that? You just that was all kids based. So right. it was like fucking Aladdin and like everything animated, everything PG and. G. But did you say like I didn't like this one because yeah, I had my choice. I, oh, yeah. I judged them on my popcorn scale. Oh yeah, good. And good. four popcorns was as good as you can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was my choice. Whatever I thought, I thought that was cool. And so when you re- okay, so you reviewed the first Mighty Ducks, and then mm-hmm. now how'd you get the audition for the second one? It just came around. I had an agent, so right, just came in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they did it I in Atlanta. My tape. Oh, whatever. you put it on tape. Yeah. And what was what was the next thing that happened after the uh, after the Ducks? I mean, did you get? Like, I went to do the Nickelodeon. Oh right, with the, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, and, around that time. Yeah, yeah and uh, and that. So, but the weird thing is, is you you made it through that, and you know. You got out and you kept having a career. That doesn't always happen, man. No, I, tr- I mean, I was trying hard, man. I mean, thank God for SNL coming around when it did and getting that job because that kind of like bridged all that. Right. Much. So you go to Nickelodeon and that's like a, just a, another children's mill. Yeah, we worked hard there. Yeah. What were the shows? All that and the Keenan and Kel show. And then oh, everything yeah, else year round Nickelodeon was doing like the big help and and Kids' Choice Awards. Was that like it was a, fun? It's it, like Nickelodeon Universe. And, how, and you were what, fourteen? I was like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. And was it like a community? Did everyone hang out? Was it like Disney? It was. It we were close. We were all very like close because we worked so much. It's like similar to SNL, how we spend so much time together. You just become close. Like now, I always feel like I'm like now I'm going to get investigative. Like, but how hard did they work you over there? Yeah, no, it was like. <laughs> Once it moved to California, I guess that they had to like start like labor law and shit. Oh, like really? That. But when we were in Florida, man, we were putting in fucking hours. Like we would go to school, and then we would shoot till we were done, and then go to school again, and you know the next morning, like regardless of when we finished. So it started in Florida. Yeah, in Orlando. Why was it down there? Is that where Nickelodeon started? I didn't Universal. even know that. They had like oh. Nickelodeon had like a whole studio where they had like two sound stages, and like one was doing like. You know, Gullah Gullah Island and like really like you know, childrenish type program. Right. Um, childrenish. Right. Real young. Yeah. Yeah, and then you were in the and teenage then, area. Yeah, they were trying like you know real shit. You know, on the other side, as opposed to like you know a fucking dancing frog. And what happened to your partner in that show? Uh, he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. Doing still the acting. auditioning. Yeah. Still doing the dance. It's tough, man. It's, I know, it's man. A tough biz. So he's been popping up like more and more lately. And when did, when you moved to Los Angeles, who did any of your family go with you? No, I was like eighteen at that point, so, oh, so you it was just like on college your own? time, kind yeah. of. And I, yeah, I was on my own. Yeah, yeah. My mom, like bless her heart, would like drive out there. She did like four times from Atlanta just to hang out. <laughs> yeah, just to check in. And, was like, she worried about you? Shit, I think so. You yeah, know, just being a mom. Like, you but, getting out of control out here? It it got to be some late nights, <laughs> some real late nights and some early mornings. Oh yeah, it's not good for the stomach, but yeah, you know, whatever, man. We had fun. You were partying? I had yeah. I mean, I was hanging. I was fucking new doing, to L.A. So doing I the Hollywood thing. All. Once I like, I followed around like honestly, black comedy night. Like once I figured out like where all the black people were, that's what I followed around for forever, where? and it just happened to be through. Like Monday night at the Improv or Tuesday right. night at the Comedy Store or Wednesday so, night at the Laugh Factory. Right. And that's just how I like 
met everybody pretty much in LA and like started like from there I learned how to like what a dance club was in LA. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just because you hear the, the material, clubs. yeah, and then guys no, would like go. all those guys would just go out afterwards. So. Who were the guys you were running with then? I wasn't running with anybody. I was just kind of like a puppy, like following those guys around. But like Ari Spears was like always up there oh, killing yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just all those fools. Mike Epps would come Mike in and Epps. he'd be like, he's like, this guy's a genius. He's on the verge and shit. Like from the audience, right? Hear right. All kind of shit. And uh, yeah, like all those fools. Like anybody who's kind of halfway doing it, like right now. <laughs> but you never thought to go on. That's interesting to me. No, I never did. I never felt, you know, I never felt that welcome, honestly. They kind of were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you got a TV show. Like, why the fuck are you around here? Really? You're like, not a oh, comic? Shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was just like, I was just trying to hang out. I'm 18. There's and, nowhere I can really go. <laughs> and you were going out uh, You were going out for movies? Yeah, but it was like really Nickelodeon focused at that point because I think we had two shows. So it was like, there's no time to like really do much. And like when that. did you start going out for movies? I mean, when did... Uh, it was yeah. always, but it was more like shit was like kind of given to me for a while because right. it was people that I knew that were doing right. things or right. something right. or it was like under the Nickelodeon umbrella, like Good Burger or something. Right. And then I was kind of like just on call, basically. Yeah. And then once I left Nickelodeon, I started auditioning for like everything. And, then I, and you were living out there just full time and just hanging out. Yeah, it was a couple years of like weird shit. Yeah? Yeah. Like what does that mean? I mean, it's just like, you know, running out of money and like, you know, taking odd jobs, you know what I'm saying? And like trying to choose between like breaks and food and like all kinds of You took like, odd jobs after, after the movie? Well, like odd like projects like Felicity. I don't, you know, know if that role necessarily is like, you know, <laughs> a bona fide like dramatic, you know, performance. It was like a fat suit and dreadlocks. It was just whatever. That you don't feel bad about, but... You know. I don't feel bad about it, but, like, you know, like, Love Don't Cost a Thing was another one that was cool. It was, like, Nick Cannon's movie and stuff. And, you know, first-time director type deal where, like, the director kind of was married to the producer at one point. And uh-huh. They're in a partnership for some reason, and this is the movie that yeah. we're doing, you know what I'm saying? And they're no longer together? And there's They tension. weren't even at that point. They were just in a business relationship. And, and it was, was nasty? Weird. It was just weird because like they had a should I even be talking about these people's lives? They just had like they had a kid together and it was like they had like all this <laughs> like weird relationship shit on the set shadowing the project a little right. bit. Like just how it like he's the guy that funded it, but they're not even together uh, anymore. It's just like it was fucking weird. So He did Barbershop too. Exactly. And yeah. you know, that was like starting to look up because yeah. I was hanging around like rich black people. I was like, Oh shit. Like, look at this. This is <laughs> this hard. is possible. Yeah, this is possible. And like, R. Kelly was like next door shooting a video or something. And he came hanging out. It was like, oh, look at this. Like, you know what I mean? Did they like, know you from popular like- people? No, I was always like on the outside, kind of looking in. But if they like would look my way yeah. and not like past like Cedric and Ice Cube and Eve and like all these people they got to like tend to first, then they'd be like, oh yeah, like my little sister watches you or some shit. <laughs> right, I know you. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. But you know, I was kind of just like, you know, and then watching. And then you did Fat Albert? I did that after I got the SNL gig. Like I did yeah. my first season of SNL and then we did Fat Albert. The so. One season of SNL and then mm-hmm. the Fat Albert thing. Mm-hmm. And Cosby casted you? Yeah, I sent him my tape and auditioned for the director a few times. I didn't meet him until, like, the first day of shooting. Well, he gave me the phone call. I was going to speak for the young man from the tape. 
<laughs> and yeah, he gave me the job and shit. And when, because uh, you did the bit on the anniversary show, right? The Cosby bit. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie didn't want to do it. I guess I don't know if he wanted to do anything. You know what I'm saying? It didn't but seem like it. He definitely, I guess, didn't want to do that one. But was it weird? Because what did you, what were you expecting from Eddie? When I don't know what the rehearsal process was around those anniversary shows, but it must have been pretty crazy. I, you know, honestly, I was surprised because we were kind of left in the dark a little bit until the last minute about who and was going to be on or whether he was going to be on. about who was going to be doing what. Uh-huh. Like we kind of knew who was coming. Yeah. But we didn't know how the show was going to go. I didn't know all those dudes were going to be doing that much lifting. I didn't know Ackroyd was going to be doing that much. All those older dudes. Old the bit, the old bit. Like Steve Martin doing like a ton. You yeah. know what I mean? Martin yeah. Short did a ton. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. So they're doing all the lifting. That's fine. I can just, you know, relax. Yeah. Right. This is great. But we had to be around, I guess, for, you know, hopeful plug-ins. Right. And what's up with that became a plug-in thanks to Maya and Martin's thing. And that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, they had me on call for the Bill Cosby thing. Like, they called me, like, early one But in your mind, it, was not, you wouldn't, it wasn't even a question. Sure, it's a funny bit. I'll do it. Even though, you know, Yeah, Bill because Cosby we had been this. searching for something funny about their story for weeks. And I was like, there's nothing funny about this shit. Yeah. And a little taste of the Jeopardy thing as a video thing that they shot months before. I was like, that works. That, okay, that yeah. Works. So you're okay with it. Yeah, and I don't think, like, Eddie, like, was hearing all of that. I think he was just like, no, I don't want to kick a man when he's down and left it at that which I is, don't it was so it's so weird to see him like so consciously decide not to be funny yeah I mean it's bizarre it's, it's bizarre but my interaction with him was just enough that I needed it was like hey how's it going I'm good bye that was it yeah that's all I needed because like I need to be able to watch trading places you know what I mean every year like it's a Christmas thing it's oh funny. really it's gonna be on I can't like not Go well, what were you afraid of? Not like, being able what, to watch that you, movie. You, you, like if he was a dick or something, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, like right, I right, just right. wouldn't be able to handle like losing all my childhood movies coming to America in forty eight hours. Like, right, right. So you do. You, know. you were just sort of like, please. I was like, hey, please. thank you. That's it. He was like, I fucking had to was introduced to him by fucking Brett Ratner. Thank God, like he yeah. had already walked past me. <laughs> Brett right. Ratner was like, hey, you know this dude, right? And I was like, thanks, Brett. He said, hey, yeah, man, all right, cool. And, like, walked away. And that was was it. Yeah, that's fine. Thank God. Yeah. But, like, anything to do with, like, you know, hey, man, can I get a picture real quick? And him, like, shitting on that or something would just. You didn't want nothing. It would crush too much. Of your child. Of an archive, yeah. And he was a hero to you. Very funny. Yeah, Yeah. very funny. Yeah. And it's so weird because, you know, he's naturally that funny. That's what I'm saying. Like, at any moment. You're he just can waiting. blow the fucking roof off of shit, but he doesn't. There's whatever in the way of that, and it, it's annoying now at this point. And you just sit there waiting for it. Yeah, anytime you see him, because that's what he's known and with for that doing. Half stupid face, you're like, is it? How, how is it? Is it? His, yeah, uh, no, for sure. That happened with Will, when I was with Will Ferrell. When I interviewed Will Ferrell, uh huh. You know, he's one of those guys too, where you're like, is it? Are you about to? Is it about to happen? <laughs> Yeah, is it, is, this is happening. Yeah, the best, the most funny ever. Exactly. Right now, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Did, were you on with Will, or did you just miss him? I just missed him. Him and Tracy, I think, left at the same time. Yeah, because Will, when I interviewed him, he was pretty earnest, but I was cool with that. But yeah, like, I but mean, then sometimes you want to like just be a yeah, guy, just talk, right? I guess. Yeah. No, of course. And it, but you know, when he did do one thing funny, I always overreacted. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're the best. He did it. <laughs> 
You're the best around in the in the in the biz. I'm sorry. We can get back to being calm. That's awesome. Uh, can we talk about your time? Yeah. Me? Yeah, I and, would like to know more about it. About so, what? At, at SNL? Yeah. Didn't happen. I know. So this is like 95. Right, were so, you already okay. in New York? No, I was living here. And um, I'm sure my listeners will be happy to hear this story for the 90th time. <laughs> and like I got, you know, I, I got uh, something. Marcy yeah. saw me do stand-up at some showcase. Right. said, you know, I think you're good. I'd like to see Lauren see you. Maybe at Luna Lounge okay. doing a thing. And then, then Lauren... Was I came to the comic strip, and I did a set, mm -hmm. and I didn't see him. No, he I don't know. He he must be able to disappear or something. He's the ghost. Yeah, and then, uh, and then they had me do a thing in the studio, screen test. Mm -hmm. I did a bit, and like, were you doing characters? No, no. I think the idea was that I would do update or okay. be a commentator on update or you know what I think you know. Norm was, was not a sure thing coming back or something. Gotcha. So I did the studio test, and then I had the meeting with Lorne. Oh, shit, this is Norm McDonald time. Okay. What was when he was in, in almost... his fuck-ups, yeah. Right. Yeah. When he, like, he was going to come back or not come back. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I waited, and I had the meeting. So I had the meeting with him and Higgins. Yeah. The weird and meeting. Like, were you all stone? Like a little, just a little. A little, I think. So, like, like I you, think I was like, I'm gonna time it out. So I did like you three hours. It like you weren't into it because you were stoned. It was just. Well, I think much. I was just, you know, like at that time, like I don't do anything anymore. But I was sort of in the habit of being high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like part of my breakfast ritual. Yeah, yeah. So like I was sort of like, well, man, I don't want to get, I don't want to be too high, but I got a few hours. Right. So I was that yeah, kind of high. Exactly. Like I was maybe three hours down the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm manageable. Just, just being this. A little like bit. A, just chill. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I, and thank God I didn't have to wait a, a, you know six hours. To, right. But but Tracy was there. And the only thing I remember about Tracy was he was his hair was shiny, huh. like he had done it like it was cut just right. <laughs> it was just perfect. He's stepping out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was ready to put on a showcase. Oh, he was ready. That's funny. And I was like big Tracy. Yeah, 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 and he just looked like you know everything Ugh. was trimmed. You know, he was ready, fresh from the shop, it, right? And yeah. and I was sitting there going, I was thinking like, I ain't got a shot. This guy is like, he looks like a new car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the meeting was just weird, you know, if you read about it. But I would just I I prod people about him. Mm -hmm. You seem to be pretty chill and not too tweaked out about the whole thing in general i try not to think much about it it's, about it's the him and the, or the, just the gig just the gig itself it's like what you're a part of I and mean, you got to go over there today to. yeah I'm and what happens today me. what day is today today is Today's monday, monday. we're pitching so for, pitching. for this saturday mm -hmm. and now how does that happen so what do you got you go in with you sit with the writers or what do you do What's a pitch meeting? No, everybody sure I know pitches out two ideas, basically. We all come into, like, Lauren's office, and the host is there in a chair, and we all sit around. Who's like, the host? Some people, it's Reese Witherspoon this week. So you can go into the office today with and, Reese and yeah. all the other cast members? Cast members and writers. So they're all in Lauren's office? We so like, all pile in there, sit on the floors, sit on, like, you know. Really? Yeah. And he sits at his sure. desk? And he sits at his desk, and we all individually, like, toss out two, hopefully... For funny Reese ideas you. for her to feel like you know a little more comfortable. Like, have no, you worked no with her we before? Got it. Um, I she don't think before. so. Don't think She's so. been on before, but I don't think I was there yet. All right, so you're so you're gonna go in. What are your ideas? 
I don't know. I have this one idea because I was watching the, the fucking Love Boat yesterday. Like, New York has, like, all, this one channel where they just keep showing all these old, like, Remington Steel came on, like, right after it. So oh, yeah. Just, like, channel showing all these old sitcoms. And the laugh track was so loud, it was kind of stepping on their lines. Yeah. So I have, like, some idea based on that where, like, the laugh track is super distracting. Oh, yeah? But, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to write that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, something to try to get a stir out of the room. Would, and, and that's the angle, but not a love boat? And now, what kind of question would who, – who would ask the first question about that bit? So you put that out. It just goes around, and it's like, hey, Reese, how you doing? Um, I have this one idea where you're kind of like uh, on a sitcom, and the laugh track of the sitcom is starting to step on your lines, and it's becoming distracting. And hopefully people will get that and laugh, it's, and, and I'll move on. Right. And I, like, I have this other idea where you're like the host of a game show or some shit like that. Uh-huh. But would people go like, what kind of sitcom? Like, what sitcom? What? If they do that, hopefully you can continue like a funny enough banter, but you hopefully... With the writer or whoever's in the room or with Reese? Uh, like, with once Reese? we leave, if they really want to write it, yeah, but... Why, what would stop yeah. you from actually doing a riff on The Love Boat or actually doing a scene from uh, an old sitcom that would be on? I mean, if I wanted to write that, that'd be a separate thing because our writing night is on Tuesday. Monday is just like, you know, everybody sitting around kind of being funny and we go one by one tossing out like do you know all the cast members at this point yeah you can name them all yeah okay (laughs) yeah aren't there new people every week now we get them like every year like (laughs) somebody comes in and out every year and you're the longest running cast member at this point at the moment yeah it's me i have the tenure yeah or not tenure yeah it's 10 years it's 12 at the moment is this it no why do people keep saying that it's it well, they said that at the beginning for some reason. Like, they were just... What? People, I guess, thought they had some info and just threw that story out. And we That's denied not- it immediately, but the only thing, like, people remember is that... When, when you heard it, were you it like, bad. is there something I don't know? Yeah, I was got I got nervous. I was like, oh, shit. Like, for real? Because I heard they did Keenan Ivy Wayne is like that. Like, he showed up, you know, at work. Yeah. And I said Wayne is on purpose. Yeah. But, Wayne like, is- he showed up at work and they told him, like, it was, it was a no-go. Like, the show was off. That was it? Yeah, when he had that late night talk show. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's the rumor, but that's they, what they I was thinking like his, when I his read box of stuff was in the hall, or okay. something like the guy, the guard at the gate was like, "Oh no, Keenan, you ain't heard." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Keenan, come on. That does happen in show business. Yeah, like more than once. Oh yeah, where you don't like no one's willing to take the responsibility. I'm it's telling just, you, yeah. Right, you just hear from somebody who's barely involved. Right. So that they is, come a, up to you and go, "Sorry, it didn't." And you're like, "What?" Yeah. And like, oh, you didn't. Oh, maybe I'm. And then you call your agent, right. or whatever. It's like, just go. Oh, where'd you hear that? Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Well, what's it like for your show on on IFC? IFC. On IFC. We're doing okay. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. The new season premieres May fourteenth. We did but like, 13. once you're in like your third season, you're like golden, right? No. Who the hell knows? What do I, I mean? Like, I I hope we can do more. I think we. Yeah, I don't know how many I need to do. Right. That's <laughs> how many do you want to do? I well, think. yeah, but yeah. yeah, but the weird thing is, is work is work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, did you ever have a moment where you're like, nah, how many how many times do I got to do this, or you just love it? I mean, I just love it. Plus. I mean, SNL, I guess, is a special case. There's not really many shows like it. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. So it's yeah. not like I'm in a hurry to, like, go be a normal auditioning actor again. So, okay, so today you do the pitch meeting. Now, when you say you're going to write it, so how much writing do you do? You're, so you build as a writer-performer. That's your job. Yes. And you write bits. Technically. Yeah. I don't write much. Like, I've written on my own computer personally, like, alone, maybe twice. 
but I write with the writers. Yeah. I'll oh, so you stand in a room and, and they're yeah, like, oh, good, go good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are the cats over there now? Who's your writing guys? Um, I write a lot with Brian Tucker. Oh, yeah. Colin Jost was. Brian Tucker, um, he's been there a while now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like a head writer now. I remember that dude. Yeah, that's my homie. Um, he's like, you know, a black person's encyclopedia. Like, he right. helps explain the black experience to the world. He's good at that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. He's a skinny white dude. Skinny, like, premature-looking white dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Wild. And yeah. he's like, and he's like, he's the wizard, huh? He's one of mine. Yeah, he's one of my go-to, like, I appreciate you, you know, I have this half-assed idea, and he makes it into something legible, for sure. So you write today, you pitch today, and then you write tomorrow, and then, you know, what, you were frying on Wednesday, they go and make full scripts on Wednesday? When do you have to yeah, have scripts done? We'll read done? it Wednesday. Oh, you read I mean, Wednesday. It's supposed to be done at like ten in the morning Wednesday. And then For a we'll table read, read. yeah. And then and then certain decisions are made. That's with Lauren sitting there. That's what they all go into some room. Him and the host and like Higgins and like a few of the like the head Brian writer. Tucker and yeah. Joe and those guys. They go in a room with the scripts. Yeah, I think it's just in Lauren's office, probably. Okay, this before the read through or after? After. Oh, after, and then they go. I don't know if I like this one. Yeah, yeah. it didn't register. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> um, and they pick like register? 10 out of the 40 and start doing shit. And then everybody goes to work, like all the different departments. And Okay, so let's go back to your audition now. So you, how did it happen? This is a big story for this me. It was the end of Barbershop 2 in Chicago. Summer, Chicago, beautiful summer. Yeah. Um, I get the call like the last week of shooting or something. that It was like audition time and, you know, Tracy had the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tracy's gone. Yeah. Crazy Tracy's gone. Like, they're going to audition like all kinds of black people. And I was like, hell yeah. So yeah. I came to New York straight from Chicago and staying at the Paramount, like mattress on the floor style. Yeah. Fucking the Paramount. just really tripping. Like I've never really been in New York more than a day Why or two. mattress on the floor? It's a small room, and it's kind of like their like hippie chic way of doing things. Yeah, it's so a very tiny like, room. Hey, it's a tiny room, but like, what if yeah. the mattress was on the floor? Oh, you, it was literally Would that make you feel artistic. And there's usually a painting or a fake print of some all idiot kind of up? bullshit. Yeah. It was super like it was all white. Everything yeah. was white, and yeah. then you know a little bathroom. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I remember like not spending much time in there I don't yeah. think no, I don't think they were designed for that yeah but I was just panicking so much that I don't really remember what I was doing in that room honestly like beyond like just smoking you know blunt after blunt yeah and um, then so what happened so they, they put you up over there and then first tryout was at the stand up New York doing stand up and I'd never done stand up before so I had to come up with like seven minutes of fucking really material and shit like in my manager's office before I came out and I just came out here with that shit in my mind. Like that was part of we the audition. On. You got to do stand up. It was the beginning of it, and then like the callbacks were all. Even the if stage. you weren't in the stand up. Yeah. And what'd you do up there? I started out with a fucking phone call between Al Sharpton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you did characters. Yeah. Did it work? No. <laughs> Not in the comedy club, like at all. Like, <laughs> those people want to hear like you talk to them. Like I don't even think I acknowledged that there was an audience there. I was so, just running through sketches. And were, were you terrified? Beyond. Ugh. I was beyond terrified. You got to do in your. But there were so many people that had gone up, and then I kind of saw. I was like, well, I can. Some, mean, so little, nobody was doing that. I'm good. just different. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I could 
go up there and be like, man, my my daddy used to whoop my ass. I'm like, I ain't, whatever. Yeah. So people weren't doing well. You didn't feel like you were like. Nobody was really destroying. Like JB went up and fucking destroyed it. But I think he went up after me. And smooth. I watched JB him. Smooth. Yeah. Were and there other like, comics on it? Yeah, it was a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a bunch of people. Kale auditioned for it. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, there was a lot of people. Like Finesse and I got hired together. Uh-huh. But the callbacks were on the stage like a day and a half later or something like At that. At NBC, yeah. yeah. And you got called back. I felt like much more comfortable there. Right. like cameras and a set and like no audience. And I'm Can't see just, anybody out there? Yeah, just a kid playing in the mirror basically. Right. You know what I mean? So and that went all right? What, 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 I felt better about that. Did you do Sharpton and... Uh, Same deal, like started out with like the phone ringing and it was like, this is, I want to speak to Governor Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and he gets on the phone and he's like, I forgot what they were even talking about. But yeah. It was something to do with like helping stop the fires or some shit. I don't know. Uh-huh. And went home, went back to L.A. like for like a week and hadn't heard anything. So I just like had a week of fucking panicking. Like I fucked it up. I didn't get the job, whatever. Then got the call that they wanted to do one more audition at the fucking Laugh Factory. And I was like, more stand-up. But it was just down to four people this time. Who was that? And it was just a showcase. It was me, JB Finesse, and D-Ray. D-Ray Davis? Mm-hmm. I like that guy. I don't. Okay. But that's who it was down to. Yeah. And then me and Finesse got hired and JB got hired as a writer. Yeah, yeah you know, I like D. I don't know D. Ray. I like his stand up. Some of it. Yeah, it's different, I guess, with the person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to qualify that I've never met him in my life. Uh, yeah, I'll qualify that I have, and he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> it's not a surprise. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think many people will be surprised. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I don't know. I think I, I seen him once on uh, one of those Shack shows. <laughs> <laughs> with Kevin Hart. You watch those late night Shaq All-Stars? I watched the Shaq All-Stars with Kevin yeah. Hart when that broke Kevin Hart. Just by, I don't know why I, w- I was watching it because yeah. I, it's on. It's on. And D-Ray talked about, I think his mom being on dope or something. I was like, that's pretty raw. That's raw. Yeah. That's as raw as it gets. Yeah. So, you know, so that's where, that's where my sense of him comes from. Yeah. I don't know what he's become since then. I don't know what kind of monster I he mean, is. I mean, before and after that, I'm sure he's the same person. Yeah. It's just, you know, his material. Now, he's always been a good comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so then it's you four. And then you, when do you find out you get hired? I just remember I couldn't drink enough water that night. Like, I was drinking water out of the sink in the lab factory bathroom. Freaking out. Totally. Yeah. My mouth was so dry. Wow. That's the one thing I remember about that. And I just kept like refilling that like bottle of water. I and that had. place is all packed with a papered room of youngsters of all different ethnicities. Yeah. And a waiting week, for a, something. A weekend audience. Oh. Just wanting to hear some oh. good jokes. Nope. <clears throat> some solid tourists waiting to be entertained by nope. whatever. And I don't know what those audiences case. are. I don't know if they're tourists. They just pull kids in. Some, yeah. Some, waiting and to see Dave It was Dane like Cook. a night thing. So it was like I had all day to wait for it. You know oh, what I'm just and freaking just, out. Yeah, and I think I went, like, last. Oh! So, like, Finesse went up and blew it up. You know what I'm saying? D-Ray went up first, I think, and blew it up. And then JB came and fucking just destroyed it. Oh, you're the last guy. And then I went last with fucking Al Sharpton phone calls, man. Ah! It was rough. Was it... Did you tank? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, like pretty solidly. Like uh, all my stand-up audiences were like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh but my god! It pertained much better to like television, I guess. I just, but I just like that feeling of just watching people it was just, kill. Just, just quiet. Oh, watching people destroy it. And like I want to laugh, but, but like man, this is cry. Like, killing me. It's not. Kidding. And JB is the funniest man in the world. He's so funny, fuck, nonstop. Man. He's um, unbelievable. He's like watching television. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I wasn't ready, oh, man. I wasn't ready God. to do no shit like that. So you, you tanked it up. <laughs> Pretty strong. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what, what did you think after that? I mean, what, did, what were your... What did after you th- that, I was just like, man, I did my best. Fuck that. And fuck whoever thinks that I can't be funny. And I was just like, whatever, man. You, in your head, you're like, I did, like, fuck yeah, them. They're yeah. never going to see the real. They don't know me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Only I know me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. luckily, the call came like the next day. Oh, and then I moved God. to New York like the next day. So, so like, you, you got cast out of the Laugh Factory. You didn't have to go meet with Lauren or nothing. They said, you're on. Move yeah. Here. No, I got the job and then I met with him. How like, was that? Once I was well, how York. was that? It was... Very, it was like it was surreal. Was there a point where you were the only black uh, guy on? Yeah, I was on like by myself for like six years or something like that. It was a long time. Did that bother you? No, No. I thought I, in my mind, I thought I was like, oh, I'm good. (laughs) So I'm really good because they got flack for that, and then all of a sudden, you know, now the show's almost all black, right? Well, they got flack about the women thing, right? And you know, that was after they had already hired Jay and all that. So it was kind of like misdirected. Oh, Pharaoh? Like, right, okay. Yeah, 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 like yeah. people were just looking for something to write. Right, right. Just like misquoted me to death, you know what I mean? And they did? Like all of a sudden, yeah. Like how? I mean, because I, what I was saying was like, it's not like they don't audition black women, you know what I mean, season after season. It's just the ones that do come around aren't necessarily ready to do the show. Right. Otherwise, they would have gotten the job. You right. You know what I mean? And they took that as like... I'm saying that black women aren't ready to do SNL, and that's not what I was saying. Oh, they took you out of context. Yeah, most black women that are, like, ready to do that show are probably already working, you know what I mean? Sure. It's just, like, slimmer pickings, basically. It's just math. Yeah. And Had you ever met yeah. Leslie before? She got no. the gig? She's, I had seen her, though, in National Security, and I was like, well, she's funny. She's a force of nature, dude. Um, but I didn't know that she Oof. was a stand-up, yeah. and her stand-up was completely different from that little character that she played, but I knew she was funny. Oh, she's my, a beast. Oh, yeah. She's my homie. Yeah. You know, he's just here she's like now. one of my best friends right now. She's great. Yeah. Real, you know, you know a genuine straight person. shooter. Right. For sure. Yeah. She's funny raw. and just raw as fuck. Yeah. So when when so when so there was all that, that bullshit going on, you're like, it was overstated, and it, it wasn't really... And they misquoted you. Insanely misquoted, and there's, like, no amount of, like... Did she come back No, 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 you did... What I said was that'll, like, echo the way that that first one does. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, never, never. The retraction is always on the page seven. Exactly. Oh, by the way, he didn't kill the people. So, whatever, it just, you know... It became like a flood or whatever, like, auditioning black ladies, and we got... We hired, like, three from it, and... Two are still there, or whatever the fuck, man. They got yeah. their jobs and they're moving on. So, so I'll be the bad guy, I guess, if I have to be. But no, but 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 it's calmed down. There right? is no bad guy. No, it's just like yeah. I guess I shouldn't be speaking on did, their hirings and firings. Did Lauren advise you at that at that juncture? He was like, "Well, it, here's what's going to happen. Who's going to handle this? You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. don't talk about it. It's you know something that you don't really have anything to do with. You know, blah blah blah." I was really kind of just defending us, basically, <laughs> like 
No, we give everybody a chance. Right. It's just like, this ain't no bullshit. I mean, not to say that, you know, people get hired for bullshit, but, like, it's a hard show. You know what right. I'm saying? And you got to, like, really be on top of a lot of different games to be able to get the job, in my opinion. Right. And then there's people who are insanely ready that don't get the job for whatever reason. So there's a lot of reasons of, like, why people do and don't get the job. You know what I'm saying? Beyond right. just being, like, black. Sure. Right. He's got to think that you fit into something. Yeah. Or it's just a weird thing that you end up getting it because somebody thought you were funny and can end up convincing him, like, yeah, like, just give him a chance or whatever. Right. Fuck. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. How sharp is he on a day-to-day basis? He's with it. He's, yeah. like, right there on it yeah. every day. It's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck, man, I got to, like, really work. Always. He was, like, watching, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's how he stays alive. Yeah. That's how he keeps it interesting. Yeah, every day. Not so, necessarily all day, but, like, every day. So when you go in, like, tonight, you go pitch, and then you go home? Or what? How yeah. long you got to stay there? You just do the thing in this office? I mean, you could write. You could write tonight if you want, but I usually just take the night because we only get Sundays off, so and what, it's nice to have another Monday night. Right. And what's the dynamic over there? Is it still very competitive? Do you feel like there are people? Like, is there a person there who's sort of like, that guy's kissing ass? Now, does that stuff go on? It's a lot of ass. I you kiss do everybody's ass. You do. I'm a brown noser. Oh yeah. I high five everybody. Make sure everybody's having. You, you feeling good today, bud? Yeah. How's yeah. it going, man? You do that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, nice. I just like people. Yeah. So I get along with everybody. It's and not really brown nosing. I'm just kidding. But in 12 years, I'm a happy person. Right. Yeah. So when you were the only black dude on, you never once thought like we need some more black people. I mean, yeah, I just didn't know who they were going to be. Because, like, I watched, you know, like, I would watch the Shaq All-Stars and shit like that. And, yeah. like, whoever would come auditioning. But a lot of them, like, don't even watch the show, so they wouldn't really even want to audition. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, and what do you think the dude's on there now? Jay and uh, the... Uh... I think Jay's incredibly talented. And, you know, Leslie's insane. And Sashir's, like, insanely talented, too. She, they, Everybody's got their own little flavor, their little style. And who's like, the, the update dude? Uh, Michael Che, yeah. yeah. Michael Che's incredible. Yeah, here he's a wizard. Yeah, he's he's insanely like smart and progressive and still super like down at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh huh. He's he's 100 New York. He's, yeah. he's a thoroughbred. And the work ethic, dude. You know, you got to have something to be there for 12 fucking years. I mean, like, because everything I hear, it's crazy. It and is you, crazy. And you don't crack, huh? I mean, I've had my moments. Oh, yeah? It sucks to get left out of the show because of whatever, you know what I'm saying? For a whole show. Yeah. And I've definitely been donated a few times. Yeah. And what what do you do usually? Fuck. One thing about that show is you always realize there's another show. Right. And you better not make... There'll be some more shows. Don't make a scene. You don't want to burn bridges. I've never been like a bridge burner. But I definitely had my moments where I was cursing out everybody in my dressing room, like, by yourself yeah or like just telling my manager like yo what the fuck you gotta be up here for you know what i'm saying what the fuck is this shit man fuck this shit like for real on the phone with the manager just not knowing like how it goes you know what yeah. I mean? like how you have to like wait your turn how it's just you know a million different scenarios why things get cut or whatever well that was not, at the beginning not understanding right you know what i'm saying the full you know construction of it all did you feel at times that lauren was fucking with you not personally. Oh, just that's the main but the like, way of the, the show. When I first started, I didn't really know how to write. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't yeah. have like a go-to writing person that would just get my shit on every week. And I just was kind of like, 
I didn't know what to do. Like, I was in a stand-up, so I wasn't used to writing for myself. Like, Finesse was another case. He had, you know, characters that he came in auditioning with, which was something, and I thought that was cool. And he was, a you know, a pretty good writer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was able to, like, kind of self-sustain himself in the beginning. And me, I kind of, like, leaned on what I could do for other people's pieces. And if there wasn't anything like that that week, then I was fucking... But so you rely on someone pulling you in? Out. Yeah. I was just relying on people, like, trying to appreciate my tis on it. Yeah. And th- but that's sort of the way it goes, from what I understand, is that you figure out that you align yourself with the writer. Mm-hmm. And you kind of you know, find your guy. I mean, of course, I tried to write, like, you know, once or twice, like, a couple of, like, sketches that would just go left and fucking write and, like, make no sense just because I'm a kid typing on my computer, like, whatever's coming to mind. Like what? I don't even remember. Just like because some of those sketches don't make sense. No, just like a babysitter doing some extra shit. But I can't even remember what the fuck I was writing. Like, <laughs> running around, but then like leaving the house and like yeah. not really understanding. You can't just leave the sketch or whatever. Right. You have to do a pre-tape if you do that or some shit like right, that. Right. Right. Just logistics. And then when somebody like finally wrote me like a full sketch, I tanked the shit out of it because I stuttered over some word and I just like panicked and couldn't like ad lib out of it. I just let the moment go <laughs> and like heard like so cold is like you could hear this lady in the audience go, oh, <laughs> like, oh no. one single lady. Like it was that quiet. You just choked. I choked it, man, because like my second season, T-Shawn wrote it for me. You know T-Shawn? T-Shawn Shannon? Shannon yeah. yeah. Is he still over there? No. But he was there when I started, uh-huh. and he wrote me this bellhop sketch where I was like a crazy bellhop doing all this like weird stuff, like when you like walk in the room and show the people around. Oh the right, room. right, right, right. Yeah. And I flubbed this line so hard, and I didn't really know that you could just ad lib it and like you know make a funny moment out of it and move on. I kind of right. just panicked and sweated and like just was like, <laughs> "Go ahead, Alibaba, Baldwin, say your line. <laughs> say the next line, Alibaba. Baldwin." <laughs> Did you say that? No, but in uh, my mind, I was like, oh, uh, oh shit. Uh, I think that would have been funny if I was like, say the next line. I would have got a laugh, right. but I didn't say anything. You know, just, so you had to learn on your feet Yeah, those comedy tricks. Yeah. Certain people like James Anderson would come to you with like a deep house dish, and then we made that something. It was like me hosting basically people walking into a talk show. Like, I can oh, do that's, that. Oh, that's, your big, just, that's, you know, big, uh, that's a big one, right? That was my first big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That had, like, everybody, like, every musical guest would be able to be in that sketch. So that right. made it, like, a big deal. And that was, right. like, my first big deal. Fucking Lady Gaga's and, like, all kinds of people. Uh-huh. And Madonna and, like, you know, like, that was my first, like, real moment. What's up with that? That's when I did with Tucker. That didn't, like, come up with that until, like, my seventh season. Ah. And we haven't done it in a long time. But no? I would love to. Yeah. How come? What What determines whether or not you get to do that one? Like, a lot of the factors left. Like, one of the main jokes was Lindsey Buckingham is always there, and that was played by Bill, and he mm-hmm. left, like, two years ago. Oh, okay. And then Sudeikis became, like, an intricate part of it because his dancing behind me became such an right. awesome thing because yeah. he was just awesome. Yeah. And he's gone, and Fred was in it, too. So it was, like, a uh, a big yeah. exodus of the show and a big, like, part of that sketch that was just kind of, like, nice little sprinkled pieces. But you're not, how old are you? 36. So it's not like you're the old guy at the show. No, I'm one of the older ones. Like, the cast is young. They're right. youngish. Right. Yeah. But, you, you but still, the writers are, like, you know, still, like, you know, normal-aged. Normal-aged <laughs> yeah. grown-ups? Yeah. 
normal grown up age. You're on almost every week now, though. I mean, you don't get the, you don't sit out now, do you? No, if I do, it's like you you you're really not even just trying, dude. Like, what the fuck? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you get cut all the way out of the show for me at this point. Not even have like one thing. It's like yeah. I was just hiding, basically. Yeah. Not even trying. Right. And like when you're gonna, I just it's hard for me to realize or to accept that you're just gonna go uptown and uh, sit in Lauren's office today. Yeah, we're gonna go up there and like wait to be called in, and then we'll go in there for like twenty minutes and go like round robin around the room. Ugh. And then when it's over, it's like yeah, we clap, like let's do a good show, and and that's it. It's just a more of a formality, I think. I just I need to talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah, you should you should call him. Who came up with Mark Marin Five? The you? Mark Marin Five, oh yeah, fuck. It was a game show yes. thing. Yes, Mark Marin Five. I wonder who did. I that. think that might have been my joke. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting. I think that might have been because <laughs> you've been coming across my TV lately. So. Oh yeah, I was very. I was excited. I was like, okay. Yeah, was that one of the Steve Harvey joints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on. Mark I made Marin it. I'm on, I'm on SNL. I made it, buddy. Dude, little fist bump. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take credit for that right now just because i'm sitting here but if it's if it's right. not my joke i'll give it up to whoever I, i'm just but like it, it didn't i it, think it was because okay. i watch a lot of ifc oh, and yeah. i was like shit mark Marin is like really blowing the fuck up right yeah. now like, <laughs> I, like i've always watched you, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah like yeah, you yeah. always had like stand-up specials yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit yeah it's just it was funny because like I, like someone's pointed out to me i'm like holy shit i made it on snl <laughs> Finally, that's awesome. And then, like in my mind, I'm like, I, I pictured Lauren going, "Oh, what do? What was it that get in there? You fucking, you fucking know how, man. Stop denying. Why don't you call him? I call him sometimes. Hey, it's Mark again for <laughs> for Lauren. Uh, who? Yeah, I'm Mark, not gonna Mark, stop calling. Mark Marin for Lauren. Yeah, I'm not stopping. I talked to you yesterday. Is this Julie? <laughs> I talked to you yesterday, Julie. Isn't her name Lauren? Uh, there, there's a lot of Laurens up there. There's more than one Lauren. Lauren, Lauren. So, who has blown you away when you're just sort of fucking like when they walk in, you're like, oh my god. Outside of Eddie, have you had moments where you're like, this isn't happening? Oh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I have that moment a lot because I guess I watch a lot of TV, so it's mostly the host. Anytime we walk in and like start pitching, it's like, oh shit, they're really sitting right there. Like Tom like Hanks. Anytime, or yeah, or even like Scarlett Johansson. It's like, shit, she, there she is. You know what I'm saying? I get the that. The real Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Or in my first season, third show was Halle Berry. It's like, fuck, there's the real Halle Berry. Did you say that to her? No, I should have. Yeah. But she was nice and, you know, whatever. I was just like, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> I think I like crawled underneath something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have that moment a lot. As a fan, you've got to have that I'm moment. I'm a fan of, of a lot TV, of shit. Yeah. yeah. I think you should do a love boat sketch. I think that they. I I'm can, pitching that shit, man. I think that you know, like the not that? just the applause, but go with the like. Let's do the love boat. Full out love boat. Why not? With the like insane laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. You make get, the deck of the get boat. Get a little loud. Yeah. yeah. Who I'm Isaac, dude. Come on, man. I used him, Ted Lang. I used him in my show oh, last yeah? season. That's yeah. awesome. How's he doing? He's all right. That's, I mean, he's all right. <laughs> well, we had him like. There's a moment where, like, you know, he's telling me we're around a campfire or something. Or out, like, it was out this trailer park where this other guy lived. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, you're Isaac from the love boat. Like, and you, you can kind of, I don't know if you would have recognized him like right that. away. Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, it's on the thing. And he goes, okay. 
He does oh, the, okay, good. He does the thing. Okay, yeah, embrace it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, I he, hate when people try to like yeah. act like they're not. They're beyond that part of like you know what they're known for. TV history. Yeah. No, no, he's into it. He's yeah. into it. He's a real good guy. He was a good guy. That's cool. I like when those dudes are good dudes. The What's old his actor, name? Ted. Ted Lang. Ted Lang. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now you know. But in the pitch meeting today, could you say I was talking to Mark Marin today, Lauren? Is that cool? Hey, Lauren, you remember Marin? <laughs> Marky. Marky Marin? Yeah, he, he auditioned in this office. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a bad day. He you had guys a bad had a meeting? Day. Yeah, bad yeah, day for him. Kind of having a bad day afterwards? Just looking just looking back? Yeah, you know what? I, I went and watched some of his old comedy. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? Uh, little clips here and there. With this, it's hard to find. It's Hart and Lauren Terrific Hour. Hart and Lauren Terrific Hour. Well, the other guy's name was Hart. His first name. I, I, I guess so. I don't like it. You don't like it. Hart and Lauren. Yeah, I watched an episode. It was like laughing. You know, it was like early 70s, uh-huh. 1971. So what was the material? I'll show you. Like talking about politicians probably? A little bit, but it was Canadian. And like this is not a public uh, YouTube channel. This is the opening sketch. Court scene. I get that. That's nice. Where's Where's Lauren? Oh, AC Lauren. It is quiet for a comedy show. Well, this is that time, you know. You could like really play out full setup pieces. And that way. Oh, she's she got the biggest laugh in the sketch because she was sleeping, and she's into it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's the end of that Mm -hmm. sketch. That's what that was. There he is. Oh, my God. Look at that handlebar. Our next guest is a personal favorite of ours. We welcome, please, Tom Rush. What? Dude, he looks like he looks like Sonny Bono. Here he is again. With a handlebar. Good evening. I'm Lorne Michaels. And at this point in the show, we'd like to pause for a moment to examine a grave national crisis. One which may have far-reaching effects upon the Canadian He looks like Freddie Prinze. Isn't that trippy? Decades, That's insane. The in the but he's doing sketch comedy. 82% of all the world's pucks last year were grown... This looks like SNL. Pucks. Most of them in the fertile lands of the southern Ontario puck belt. In and around Welland. Fucking crazy. Last year provided employment for over 22,000 Canadians. Puck farming. It's so, like... It's so like uh, what's I'm gonna call it? Uh, uh, Monty Python. Naked Gun. Oh, naked it's so gun. like dry. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fucking Lauren, man. Isn't that wild? Can you can you believe it, dude? Can you believe that he started out as a performer? I mean, I knew it. I just had never seen it, and I definitely had never seen the the mustache. That's Isn't it's it bugging me out because he just he's like a, a regular dude. Yeah. Who you could see kind of being like, oh, no, this is my party. And yeah. like, you know, thanks for coming <laughs> yeah. already. Right. Exactly. You're like, this is like, it's already. No, and thanks in. for coming. Like all of my awesome friends are here and welcome. Have you been to a party at his house or anything? No, I went. We went to like a Yankee game or something. They had me meet him at his house. And it was oh. like just his apartment. Oh. But like. It was crazy. It was really? Central Park, like, oh, elevator, really? like, up to its own floor and shit. And was, like, and just, the door, Paul Simon, we share it. It goes to Paul Simon's house. He lives right across the hall from Paul yeah. Simon? That's crazy. It's crazy. 
just a couple old Jews up there sharing with a their back own door, elevator. A little kitchen door that they share. They're, they're buds. Oh, that's really cute. That's sweet. So you yeah. just you just went to the game with him alone? Yeah, we, we were like no, it was like with a couple other people, but we've gone to several over the years. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, I'll 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 meet him again. Yeah, it'll be, you'll you'll have your day. And it was great talking to you. you too, I don't. Man. Is so you're not leaving? No. Do you have any? What you have? Uh, is anything else going on that I need to know about between us? Uh, no. I mean, I'm just a focused husband and dad outside of work. How old's your kid? Ten months. And y'all live in the apartment? Mm-hmm. But we live in Florida, like throughout the year, like when we're not working. How long? How long do you have a, in Florida for? I like moved how, there like two years ago. And wait, how much time do you have down there? When? What's the season? Usually right? the summers. It's like school years, October to May. Up here? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How long have yeah. you been married? I've been married three years. It'll be four in November. Where'd you meet her? Up here. And But she like grew up in Tampa. What'd she do? She was on the radio when I met her. And she modeled for a while. And now she's like interior designing. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. She was an on-air personality? Yeah, she was on fucking Shade 45 with 50 Cent and all those guys. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She loved that job. Why'd she stop? Uh, I think she got harassed or something. Oh. Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to go? Yeah. Big surprise. Well, good for you, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like Thanks, you're living man. the life. I'm trying. Good talking to you. You too, dog. Thanks. That was wild watching that stuff with him. Wild. Whew, God, I got to get some sweet, man. I got a Jap-a-dog in my belly, and I just ate half a chocolate bar. Boomer lives! 